Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Have you ever felt so happy you didn't know what to do? Like there was so much joy and you just wanted to scream because, well, what else was there to do? I was having the best Friday ever. I couldn't believe she smiled at me and gave me her number. I've never been bold enough to go after what I want, if you know what I mean. But I gazed at Emma during Mr. Hellman's boring literature class. I felt a spark and an urge to just send her a note. It said, Hey, I can't stop staring at you. I've liked you for a while. Can I have your number? I expected her to just throw it away, but she sent one back. I feel the same way. And she wrote her number at the bottom. I took out my cell phone and sent her a message right away just to make sure she wasn't kidding. She replied with a smiley face, then turned around and smiled at me, so I was sure it was her. As I walked home, I felt like dancing through the street. I opened my door and shouted, I'm home, what's for dinner? Well, guess what, I don't need food because I'm in love. They all looked at me and rolled their eyes. Hi, Kevin, said Gloria. Gloria and Chelsea are my older twin sisters. They're so identical that only my mom and I can tell them apart. They have black hair and mysterious green eyes, just like my mom. I have red hair and blue eyes, sort of like Chucky, but a little more handsome. When I was about five years old, my dad left, and I haven't seen him since. It's been just the four of us. I guess I'm the man of the house now. I walked over to the dining room table where my sisters were seated, playing some weird type of board game. What are you so excited about? Gloria asked. Well, it seems that the love of my life actually likes me back, I replied. Yeah, and I'm a bowl of tomato soup, Chelsea. Chelsea laughed. No, guys, I'm serious. This girl I've been crushing on since sixth grade actually gave me her number and smiled at me, I replied. That means nothing, scowled Gloria. They both looked upset. I tried not to read into it too much since girls are like that sometimes. I forgot about dinner and went straight to my room to text Emma. I asked her if she'd like to go to watch a movie with me the next day. She agreed, and I didn't think the day could get any better. I went back downstairs to throw it in my sister's faces. I'm going to watch a movie with Emma tomorrow night. You still think she doesn't like me? I laughed. They exchanged a quick glance, and Gloria looked at me with a mischievous grin. We have a big enough TV here. Why don't you just invite her over so we can all meet her? 
At the time, I didn't think that was a bad idea. I didn't have money to take her out anyway. I quickly texted her to see if she would agree to the change in plans. Surprisingly, she didn't seem nervous at all. She didn't hesitate to say yes. Did she really like me that much? Flash forward to Saturday morning. I woke up to Gloria's gentle tugging at my shoulders. Hey, bro, wake up. We've decided that it's Little Brother Appreciation Day, she said. What? I replied, rubbing my eyes. Here, we brought you breakfast in bed. It's your favorite. Pancakes, bacon, and many other things, said Chelsea. Is it my birthday? Did I forget? I said. I thought that I was still dreaming. They placed a platter of all my favorite foods on my bed. I picked up a glass of orange juice and spilled a little on my pillow. Don't worry, I'll get that for you. Gloria jumped up right away and wiped it with a napkin. After I enjoyed my breakfast, they wiped my mouth and took the empty tray away. We'll be back in a while. We're just going to finish all your laundry and do your chores. Then we'll clean your room and maybe give you a pedicure. Chelsea grinned as they walked away. I was very confused, but happy. I mean, who wouldn't be? My whole life, I've referred to them as the evil twin sisters because they always leave everything for me to do. I got out of bed, showered, and got ready for the exciting day ahead. It was only 10 o'clock, but I couldn't wait for 6 o'clock when Emma would finally be here. I sat down and got started on my math homework. After a few excruciating minutes of math problems, Chelsea and Gloria walked in with some scented candles and massage oils. Ladies, have you lost your minds? I asked. No, we're bringing the spa to your room. We told you that today is all about you. You've done enough homework. We'd like you to relax for the rest of the day, Gloria replied. They led me to my bed and asked me to lie down. After a while, my room smelled like apple cinnamon cookies and I felt so relaxed that I almost forgot all about Emma. After about half an hour of the best massage I have ever experienced in my life, my sisters left the room and I fell asleep, but only for a few minutes. No, I forgot to ask Emma if we're still on tonight. I looked around my room. It was the cleanest it had ever been. What had gotten into my sisters? I quickly called Emma and she said she'd be a little late because she had to pick her little brother up from karate class. I went to the living room and sat on the couch between my sisters. They quickly handed me the remote and told me I could choose whatever I wanted. This was weird too because they never let me watch what I want. Gee guys, I'm having such a great day. This date with Emma is going to make things even more perfect, I said. The twins looked annoyed. Do you really need her to come over though? It's going to ruin everything we've planned for you, Chelsea answered harshly. Again, I didn't read into this too much because like I said, girls are strange sometimes. At 6 o'clock, my heart began racing. I knew Emma said she'd be late, but at least she'd be here soon. Finally, the doorbell rang. I jumped up and ran to the door. My sister stood behind me even though I motioned for them to leave the room. Hi, Emma. Thanks for coming, I said nervously. Thanks for having me over, she smiled. Hi, Emma, my sisters said together. They all went to the living room together. The snacks were already prepared, so we just had to choose a movie. Hey, Kevin, why don't you choose the movie? Chelsea and I want to talk to Emma about something, said Gloria. Uh, okay, I replied. They were gone for at least 10 minutes, but when they came back, Emma looked a bit startled. Are you okay? I said to Emma. Yes, I'm fine, she replied. She looked scared, but I tried not to overthink. Luckily, my sisters left us alone for a while. We held hands, and when it was time for her to leave, I tried to kiss her goodbye, but she wouldn't let me. I guessed it was too early. The next week at school was even more confusing. 
On Monday morning, as I was opening my locker, Emma walked up to me and quietly said, Hey Kevin, I'm sorry I didn't let you kiss me. I was trying to process everything and I wasn't sure whether we should be together. But I've thought about it and I'm willing to be with you even though you have a serious disease. I really like you and it doesn't matter to me, she said. A serious what? I replied. A disease. I can't remember the name, but your sisters told me when I came over on Saturday night. They said you were too afraid to tell me and you asked them to instead, she said. What? I began speaking, but before I could finish, she interrupted me. What I'm trying to say, Kevin, is that it doesn't matter to me. I care about you, and I won't let this disease get in the way, she finished. I was unable to say anything, so I just nodded. I grabbed my books, went to class, and pretended that everything was fine. When I got home that afternoon, I went straight to my sister's bedroom to find out what was going on. I didn't even bother to knock. I just barged right in. You told Emma that I have an incurable disease? I bellowed. They looked at me with puzzled eyes, and then Chelsea calmly said, Kevin, come closer. Sit down. We have something very serious to talk to you about. I did as she asked, but really, I just wanted to stifle them with their pillows. We know a lot about Emma. A lot that you don't know, and this is why we were a bit upset when we found out you'd be seeing each other. I don't really know how to break this to you, Kevin, but Emma is crazy. She's been to many psychologists for her issue, but nobody really knows what to do or how to help her. I overheard her mother speaking with our principal about it. We think you should stay away from her, said Gloria. When she came over, you took her away for 10 minutes. What were you talking about? I asked angrily. We just told her to take good care of you and not to hurt your feelings. That we will defend you if she does anything wrong to you. We were just looking out for you. We were doing what good sisters should. I mean, you'd do it for us, wouldn't you? Gloria replied. None of this makes sense to me, I said as I walked away. After I had calmed down a bit, I sent a message to Emma. It read, Why did you make up that story about my sisters? Of all the stupid things you could have done to me, this is the worst. I care about my family and you're trying to ruin us. I'm not making up anything. Did you talk to your sisters? She replied instantly. Yes, I did. And all I found out is that you're nothing but a liar. And to think, I actually liked you, I replied and slammed my phone on my desk. I was so angry. I thought I had met the girl of my dreams, but she turned out to be a dishonest psycho. I stayed alone in my room for the rest of the night while drowning in my depressing thoughts. The next day, school went by in a blur, until the few minutes before my last class. Emma approached me, and I had to admit that she looked really sad. Her hair was in a mess, and she looked like she hadn't slept. Kevin, I know you don't want to talk to me, but just listen to this. She pulled out her phone and put it next to my ear. It was a recording of her speaking to the twins. It went like this. Emma, why did you lie and tell Kevin I was crazy? You told me he had a disease. Then you lied to make it seem like everything was wrong with me. Is he even sick? Gloria, Kevin is mine and I'm not going to share him. I made up all these stories to stop you from becoming his girlfriend. I can tell you this now because he already believes you're crazy and wants nothing to do with you. Emma, he's your brother. What do you mean you want him? Gloria, he's the only boy I've ever loved and we will be together forever. Now go to hell. Chelsea, Kevin is mine and I don't really want to share with you, Gloria. You're always trying to get your way. We've shared everything in the past, but I want him for myself. Kevin loves me more. I've always been his favorite anyway. Gloria, shut up. Kevin is mine. The rest of the recording was distorted and noisy. 
It seemed like the girls had gotten into a fight and Emma left them to continue alone. I was shocked beyond belief. I couldn't think, so I dropped everything I was holding and sat on the floor. I pinched myself to make sure I wasn't dreaming. It all made sense now. This is why they were being so nice to me. Emma calmly sat next to me. It's fine. I forgive you, but I don't think I can be with you because this situation is too messy. She stood up and walked away. That night was certainly the weirdest night of my entire life. After confronting my sisters and getting into a huge fight, my mom came between us and explained the truth. Apparently, I was adopted and that this is why I look nothing like my family. My mom and dad took me in to raise me into the man they'd want to marry my sisters. My father eventually realized this was a crazy idea and he left the dysfunctional family. My mom explained that because she took me in, I would have to repay her by eventually marrying the twins. I had lost the girl of my dreams and now my family. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, my name is Amanda. I'm 35 years old and I'm originally from Australia. I know I may not look like I'm a 35-year-old woman, but trust me, that's the truth. I'm also a secret spy and I've been working undercover to... Okay, no, that's not true. You've probably guessed that. My name isn't Amanda. I'm not 35 years old. I'm not Australian. My real name is Lily and I am 16 years old. That's the truth. You're probably wondering why I just started lying to you for seemingly no reason. But let me tell you, there is a reason. There is a reason why I can only lie and I can't tell the truth. But first, we have to start from the beginning to where it all began. But before I go on, make sure you like and subscribe and hit that notification bell. If you do, you will get five years of good luck. Trust me, it really works. And I'm not lying about that. When I was very young, I suffered from a traumatic experience that caused me to only lie. It triggered something in my neurological system that led me to only lie. I literally cannot tell the truth. There's something about the truth that just makes me disgusted. I hate telling the truth. It sends my nerves on edge. So that is why I always lie. You're probably wondering what kind of traumatic experience could cause such a response. Well, let me tell you. When I was eight years old, my parents sold me off to a child trafficking ring. I don't know why they did it. I don't know why they would sell their own daughter. 
but they did. And I developed trust issues and damages to my mental health because of that. I felt like everyone was lying to me, especially since my parents had. And after that, I always tended to tell lies. We went to the park and I was so excited because my parents and I rarely hung out. This time we were finally going to have a nice day out. They took me over to the lake in a quiet part of the park and they gave me an ice cream. I was licking the ice cream, enjoying it while ducks drifted across the lake when suddenly someone grabbed me from behind. I kicked and screamed and called for my parents, but they did nothing. They just watched as the man grabbed me. I saw the man hand over a briefcase and my parents opened it to reveal stacks and stacks of cash. Then my parents glanced at me and looked away. And that was the last time I ever saw them, right as they were selling me off to child traffickers. After that, the man took me to a van and locked me in the back. I was so young and I had no idea what to do, but I just started screaming and screaming. The man yelled at me to quit screaming and then I heard someone else start to shout. There was a tiny window in the back of the van and I looked through it. It was a policewoman. I felt my heart leap with joy. Help me! I yelled. The policewoman spotted me and she immediately called back up and by the end of the day, I was safe and the man was arrested. Meanwhile, my parents had escaped to who knew where. When I told the police what had happened, they almost couldn't believe that my own parents would sell me. I couldn't believe it either. I was put into foster care. Ever since that moment, something changed in my head. I closed off from my surroundings. I went back into my shell. I trusted no one. I was never adopted by a family because I just wasn't a friendly girl, and I told lies all the time. About little things, too. Sometimes I would tell my foster family that I had seen a squirrel in the tree when I hadn't seen anything. Other times I would lie about bigger things, like saying that I was lactose intolerant when I wasn't at all. No one could understand why I kept lying. I lied and lied and lied, and there was no reason for it. But then one of my foster parents called a therapist to take a look at me, and eventually they figured out why I kept lying all the time. It was because of my parents. As I've already explained it to you, it was because of the selling incident. The therapist tried to treat me to help me overcome my mental illness, but it didn't work. I just kept lying. I thought I would never be adopted by a family. I believed that I would have to drift from foster home to foster home for the rest of my life. But then, one day, a couple came to my home. I remember spotting them through the window, and I thought they looked really nice. When they entered the house and waved hi to me, I smiled and waved back. I really like the look of them. The woman walked up to me and spoke. Hi there, what's your name? Caroline? I lied. My foster dad suddenly appeared. Lily, what did I tell you about telling lies? He said. Then he looked apologetically to the couple. Sorry about that. Her real name is Lily. Hi, Lily, said the woman. After that, we got chatting and I immediately liked them. They were so funny and they didn't seem to mind my habit of lying. They visited for about two hours and then by the end of it, they asked me a question that would change my life forever. Lily, do you want to live with us as a family? They asked. My heart welled with excitement. Yes, I thought. But then before I could stop myself, a lie came out of my mouth. No, I said. I started to shake my head in embarrassment and tried to tell them that I actually wanted to live with them. But the couple seemed to understand. We hugged and I started crying because finally I was going to have a family again. Fast forward seven years later and I was living happily with my adoptive parents. I didn't really remember my biological parents since it was so long ago and I didn't want to remember them. They had abandoned me and they're the reason why I can only lie and can't tell the truth. 
Meanwhile, growing up with my condition had been... interesting, to say the least. I lied about everything. It was hard for me to find friends, because who wants to be friends with a liar? Sometimes when boys asked me out, I would tell them I liked them, when in reality, I didn't. And when I actually liked a boy, I would tell them I didn't like them. Confusing, I know. Teachers didn't really like me that much either. I would lie about cheating on tests, and I would lie about doing homework. I would lie about everything. Honestly, I'm surprised I even made it through high school. However, my parents, my adoptive parents, I mean, were so understanding. I was so grateful for them because they were the only people in my life who truly understood me. They knew all about my traumatic past, and that was why they were able to cope with my lying habit. They even managed to understand my lies in conversation. Here's an example. My dad and I were driving home in the car from school. How was your day? Dad asked. Amazing, I lied. Oh, really? What went wrong? He asked in understanding. Nothing, I lied again. Was it Samantha? Don't tell me she insulted you again, he said. No, what did she say? She told me I was so beautiful. Ugly, but don't listen to her, Lily. She's just jealous. See what I mean? My parents were the best. They could understand me even when I was only telling lies. Things were running smoothly. It seemed that maybe I could have a nice life. But then something happened that turned my world upside down. It was a Sunday night. I was asleep in my bedroom. Suddenly, I woke up and I sat up in my bed. Everything was quiet. I was about to go back to sleep when the window opened up and two people climbed in. I was about to scream, but one of them quickly covered my mouth and my scream came out muffled. I couldn't see them clearly in the dark, but one of them turned the light on and I was shocked to see my biological parents. What are you doing here? I asked in shock. It was my dad who had his hand over my mouth and he spoke up. I'm going to take this hand off. If you make any sudden movements, you'll be sorry. Don't speak, don't move, don't shout. Got it? I nodded. He released me and I sat up on my bed, terrified. What do you want? I asked. My parents were staring at me with something that looked like hatred. I noticed they looked much older than I last remembered. And I guess that must have been because it had been seven years since I last saw them. You're coming with us, said my mom. What? Why? My dad cleared his throat. <clears> there are some people who are after us. You see, when we sold you all those years ago, we kept the money. But the guy never managed to keep you. The idiot. Anyway, some bad people are after us again, demanding we pay them back. But we've already spent the money, so we're just going to sell you off again. I almost couldn't believe my ears. They're selling me again? You can't do this, I said. I love you. I was so annoyed at my lying habit because that last bit was supposed to come out as I hate you. My parents didn't notice my lie. Yeah, we don't love you, so come on, we're leaving. They moved forward to grab me, but suddenly footsteps sounded outside. I felt relief swarm in me because of my parents. My adoptive ones were here. They opened the door. My biological parents quickly darted into the closet and hid there. This was my chance to be free of them once and for all. Hi, honey, said mom. Dad was standing behind her. We thought we heard voices. Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay, I lied. I wanted to hit myself. Why did I have to lie in that moment of all moments? All right, good night, they said. Good night, I replied. When they left, my biological parents came out from the closet. Good job. It was smart not to tell them, said my mom. Then they grabbed me and tied me up. I never hated myself more than that moment. I could have been freed, but I just had to lie, didn't I? That night, they carried me out of the window and into a van. I had flashbacks to when I was eight years old when the same thing had happened to me. Eventually, the van pulled to a stop, 
and my parents grabbed me and took me into a house. They carried me down to a basement, and then they tied me to a chair. Stay here, they said roughly. They left, and I was all alone. Days passed, and nothing happened for a while. My biological parents, or should I say my kidnappers, would come down every now and then to feed me, but that was it. I was so scared. What was going to happen to me? I didn't want to be sold off. I missed and loved my adoptive parents. I never wanted to see them more in my life. Then the day came when my buyers arrived. It was just one man, and he came down in the basement to find me. I suddenly recognized him as the one who had taken me all those years ago. He must have already served his time in jail. Well, 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 he said as he inspected me. You should sell for a lot. My adoptive parents were upstairs. The man knelt beside me. Listen, girl, I need you to tell me. Does anyone else know about this? He asked. I sensed an opportunity and I grabbed hold. Yes, I lied. The police know. My biological parents are double-crossing you. They faked this transaction so that the police can catch you again. I had lied for most of my life, and I had gotten very good at it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Naturally, the man believed me. What? He cried out in surprise. Then he looked upstairs. That's it. I'm getting them back. Thanks for telling me, little girl. He disappeared upstairs, and I heard shouting. Suddenly, a fight seemed to break out, because things were being smashed and voices were yelling. They were so loud. And then I heard a knock on the door. I realized that must be the neighbors. They must have heard their loud voices. I screamed and screamed, and suddenly the voices started shouting again. What I didn't realize, but later found out, was that the neighbors were actually fighting my biological parents. And the man, too. The police were called, and I was miraculously freed. I am now back with my adoptive parents. My lies somehow managed to get me both kidnapped and freed. I am working hard with my therapist to control my lying habit. I think I'm getting better, and the fact that I can tell this story proves it. Oh, and by the way, if you think this story was fake since I can only tell lies, know this. This story is 100% true. <laughs> 